I grew up in the town of Secaucus, New Jersey, right in the shadow of New York City. Secaucus. The name means the land of the snakes in that native language of the people who lived there long ago. Growing up, I didn't see a lot of snakes, which is a good thing because don't really care for them much. Maybe a garter snake here or there. We certainly didn't have the big, mean, nasty, poisonous snakes in that place. Secaucus was a land of marshes, and that's probably where the name originally came from. Into the marshes, farmers came and brought their hogs, and they raised vegetables for the city. As time went on, the neighborhood changed, and homes were built in the fields. My family moved there at the end of the 70s. And we lived in this wonderful place, the town of Secaucus. And we watched that town grow up around us even more so. We even had a local New York City television station, Channel 9, broadcasted from Secaucus. That was a problem. No one in the town of Secaucus said Secaucus. That wasn't how you pronounced where we lived. Always bothered me. Almost felt like I wanted to go down to that television station and say, you know, get it right. You're in our neighborhood. Pronounce it correctly, at least. The people who live in a place often should be the ones who determine how things are pronounced after all. Right? Just after coming to St. James, um, Dr. Ken Olson got me to the side, had me for lunch, and said, okay, there are a bunch of names of places around here. Do you remember, Ken? Yeah. <laughs> that you need to know how to pronounce correctly. He was right. I would never have guessed that Ely is pronounced the way it is. When you live in a place, you bear its culture, you bear its language, you bear its expectations and traditions, and that's all good and fine. On the day of Pentecost, a celebration that had been practiced for hundreds of years by the Jewish people, it was a festival of harvest, a time to be reminded that God's steadfastness and God's faithfulness was with the people in all places and times. God was faithful. The harvest was evidence each year of the abundance that comes from God. They gathered to celebrate and they came from all over the ancient world each with their own languages and traditions and customs and pronunciations. They came into Jerusalem, which if you plot all these places out, it's like a giant circle. And they came to the center. And there they were, in one place, giving thanks to God. And God used that occasion to do something different. 
Something that first started in a tiny little room in the city of Jerusalem. The twelve apostles came together and they were in one place like they had done since Jesus left them and ascended up into heaven. The apostles came and they worshipped and they prayed. They broke bread. And Jesus said, wait. Wait in that place until I send you the Holy Spirit. After I send you the Spirit, then of course go out into the world and share the truth, the love, the passion of Christ into all the world. But wait for the Spirit to come. And they gathered in that room, and the Spirit filled the room. It filled them in a way that was kind of undescribable. It swirled all around them, and it rested on each of them. And all of a sudden, something miraculous happens. Did you hear it in the story? That all of a sudden, it was as though the walls were no longer around them, keeping them in, keeping them together. All of a sudden, it was as though they were out in the middle of the marketplace and all the people from all over the world with all the different languages and customs, all the barriers, they were out there and they were sharing the message of God's love in Christ A message that breaks down barriers. A message that brings people together. A message that seeks peace and forgiveness and reconciliation among people. The Spirit moved and caused the boundaries and the barriers to fade away. And there they were. And everyone was able to hear in their own language about God's great love. Amazing. Amazing. I wonder on this Pentecost, what gets in the way of us hearing and sharing that message of God's grace and love for all people. I wonder what gets in the way of us being able to pronounce God's grace to others. I wonder if sometimes our own traditions and experiences, our own stubbornness, our own insistence that things are pronounced a certain way and not another, gets in the way. I know that to be true of the church, where the church maintains that everyone comes through the door is exactly like everyone who's already inside a barrier is erected. Something gets in the way of God's Spirit that is constantly changing and renewing the church. Where a church refuses to be open to the newness of God, the opportunities that are in this day and age and not in a past day and age, then walls are erected. Whenever we want to claim 
the love of God as our own private treasure that is ours and ours alone. Walls get in the way. Whenever we insist that God's love must be pronounced according to our desires, wishes, traditions, ethnic identity, nationalism, then things get in the way. Pentecost is about the Spirit moving things and us out of the way so that dreams can be dreamed, so that visions can happen, so that energy and renewal might be in the church, that we might sing a new song, that we might come together and share at a potluck with different dishes on the table, that we might embrace our neighbors in all of their diversity, that we might be a voice of people coming together at a time and in a place where divisions seem to be the most important thing. How might we, as the body of Christ in this place, how might we, in our baptisms, given the gift of the Spirit, how might we, as the church who comes around the table, share in God's hospitality and welcome and community of resurrection, how might that be the work, the joy of our lives? How might we learn to pronounce this place in a different way so that others might hear and might know of God's love Amen.